Praise the Lord. Privileged to share the word of God tonight. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. Let's begin with Romans 8, 10 to 14. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Saying that our lives were laid down at the cross. We were crucified in Christ and our old life is past and over. We live a new life or new creations in Christ. If Christ is in you, that old life is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you by the Spirit, or if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Verse 14 has really been fascinating my spirit and my heart for a number of weeks. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Some expositors like to strengthen it. For as many as by the Spirit are led, they put the Spirit out front there. These are the sons of God. One of the great marks that we have been born again, that our lives are committed to Jesus Christ is that we are led by the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, he goes before us. These are the sons and daughters of God, the Holy Spirit, and we must follow the leader. It may be a silly illustration, but there is an image in it. You know that childhood game, follow the leader? One person is chosen and they're the leader and all the other children line up in single file behind that person and then the leader goes through all kinds of antics and movements and sounds and, and the children have to follow the leader and if they fail, they're out. And so the children are eliminated one by one if they can't do what the leader is doing until there's one child left, and then that child becomes the leader, and the game starts again, and on and on it goes. Follow the leader. Follow the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God. We are to follow the Holy Spirit every day. Do what he does. Say what he says. Go where he goes. Live like he lives. The Bible says, be led of the Holy Spirit. We should envision ourselves as the Holy Spirit going before us. And there we are following him into every situation, into every circumstance, into our work environment, in our homes, in trial. No matter what the circumstance or situation, the Holy Spirit is going in before us and we're going to follow him and do as he does and we're going to say what he says and we're going to live like he wants us to live. Follow the leader. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, 
These are the sons of God. This is the mark of a true Christian. Jesus said, follow me. Matthew 4, 19. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew 9, 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. You know, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to follow you. He didn't say, I'm going to follow you up. He didn't say, I'm going to follow you around. He said, follow me. Follow the leader. Follow Jesus. Follow the Holy Spirit. Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Walk out in the day following Jesus. He's leading you. He's going before you. Whatever you're called to do, whatever the duty of the day, I'm going to follow Jesus. He's out ahead of me. The Holy Spirit is out ahead of me. I'm going to do what he does. I'm going to say what he says. I'm going to act like he acts. I'm going to conduct myself and carry myself like the Holy Spirit carries himself. John 1, 43. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus is the chief shepherd. He's the great shepherd of the sheep. He is out ahead of the sheep. A shepherd doesn't drive the sheep from behind. He goes out ahead and the sheep follow. Jesus said, I am the shepherd. My sheep know my voice. They can hear where I'm going. I'm calling to them. I'm leading them. And they follow me. Revelation 14 and 4. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Speaking of the people of God as morally pure and holy. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, and yes, we have been, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Follow me. Follow the leader. Envision your life as following the Holy Spirit, as following Jesus, imitating, doing what they do. Well, where is Jesus going? Follow me. Where is Jesus going on Sunday? He's going to church. Follow me. Jesus goes to church on Sunday. I like Luke chapter 2, 49. Jesus at 12, he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? One of my old Bibles in the marginal says, Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? On Sundays, Jesus is in the father's house. He's in the corporate gathering. He goes to church. He goes to the congregation of the Lord. He says, Follow me. Luke 4, 16, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, 
as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And that day he stood up to read. That was his custom. That was his pattern. Follow me, Jesus said. I will make you fishers of men. I'll give you a fruitful life. I'll give you a gospel ministry. I'll give you a life worth living for. Where is Jesus going on Sundays? He's going to the house of the Lord. Hebrews 2, 11 to 12. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. Jesus said, I will declare your name, Father, to my brethren. And in the midst of the congregation, I will sing praises to you. Jesus attends the corporate gathering. Where two or three are gathered, he said, there am I. I'm joining in. I'm going where the people of God are, and I'm going to declare the name of Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Rophe and Jehovah Shammah and Jehovah Nissi. I'm going to do everything I can to put strength and life and victory into the people of God that day. And I'm going to be there singing praises unto my Father. I'll be singing and I'll be shouting and I'll be dancing in the midst of the people of God. Where does Jesus go on Sundays? He's not sleeping in. He's at the house of God. He knows how to go up the mountain of prayer. Mark 1.35, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. He said, My father's house is to be called a house of prayer for all nations. So that's the primary duty in the house of God is prayer. The nations would come and seek the Lord. We need to be people of prayer. We're going to follow Jesus. Where are you going? He's going to the prayer room. He's going to seek the Lord. He's going to supplicate. He's going to call and invoke the name of the Father on the people. You know, there's a sharp drop-off between a worship service and a prayer service. Sharp attendance drop. Why? Because it's a lot easier. It's easier work to worship and sing along with the music, and it's vital and viable, but it's a lot harder to begin to labor in intercessions and prayers and plead the promises of God. But where's Jesus going? He said, follow me. My father's, is a My father's house is a house of prayer, and he's in the prayer room. Where's Jesus going on Monday morning? He's going to the carpenter shop. Mark 6, 3. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joses, Judas, and Simon? Is not this the carpenter? On Monday morning, till he was 30 years of age, from his apprenticeship at J12, Jesus got up and went to the carpenter shop, opened the doors, Got the tools ready, dusted himself off sometimes, got ready for clients and business and the order of the day. Now, I don't know if Jesus had a hop, skip, and a jump to his step every time he had to go to the carpenter shop, but it didn't matter because he said, I delight to do my Father's will, and this is my Father's will, and I must be diligent about my business, and this carpenter business has to flourish and provide for our family. And he gave himself to duty. He gave himself to responsibility. The Bible warns so strongly against sluggishness and 
slothfulness and a lazy disposition and spirit. We must be people that are diligent in business and about our duties and about our homes. Follow me, Jesus said. He goes to the carpenter shop. He knows how to work hard. He knows how to fulfill the duty that's required of him for the day. Ephesians 5.1, listen to these beautiful words. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Follow me. The Apostle Paul said, be followers of God as dear children. Follow the Lord. Follow the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit, walk into your meetings, walk into your job, walk into your environments, walk into some hostile situations, and know that the Holy Spirit is going before you, and you're going to follow him in the situation you're facing. Positive or negative, be followers of God. The New King James says, be imitators of God. Now that might rub us the wrong way, but it's not a feigned imitation like i'm just going to do it but it's not in my heart i just guess i have to just follow what the lord does no we are true imitators of god because it's in our spirit not in our willpower it's the power of the holy spirit in a surrendered life that causes us to be able to imitate the holy spirit to imitate jesus in every situation of life and do his will be ye therefore followers of god as dear children you know since that word came into my heart so strongly a few weeks ago as many as are led by the spirit these are the sons of god i have thought countless times during the day and every day i'm following the holy spirit right now where are you leading me holy spirit i want to speak as you speak i want to do what you want me to do right now duty responsibility I'm following you, Holy Spirit. Be followers of God. Be followers of God. What a blessed life it is. Well, John 21, 18 to 22, Jesus said to Peter, Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify god a difficult death suffering and when he had spoken this he said to him follow me there's going to be some difficulty ahead peter some mistreatment You'll be bound. You'll be carried where you and yourself would not wish to go. When he had spoken these words, he said to him, follow me. Then Peter, turning around, wow, what a prophecy I just got, he said. Turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following John who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but, but Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? <laughs> Follow me. 
This is quite the passage. Peter got caught up in a little comparison. Wow, look at the call on my life. And what about John? He's not a better disciple than me. Look at the word he got. Looks like John is going to live in divine health. He'll never die. He'll be alive forever until the second coming of Christ. And me, I'm going to be mistreated and bound and die a painful death. We must be careful about comparing ourselves against other people, against other Christians, against the call on other people's lives. Comparing ourselves against what appears to us as they have a less demanding call. They don't have the, the duty and the toil that I have. They seem to have an easier way of life. And because of it, we can begin to wish this or that. We can begin to wish we were this or that or that other person and how they're conducting themselves. And you know what can happen? We can fall from our own steadfastness and fall back from what God has called us to do. Jesus said, what is that to you? Follow thou me. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. And those words got to ring in our heart and live in our spirit. What is that to you? You follow me. No matter our call, no matter our direction, it may not be as pleasant. It may not be as easy as other people. It may not be as free. It may not be as prosperous in a worldly sense. But it doesn't matter. We have one call and one obedience and one duty. And that is to follow the will of God out for our lives each and every day. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Luke 9. 57 to 62. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Oh, you will now? Are you sure? Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He said, If you follow me, you might have some sleepless nights. You might have some nights on the road. You might have lesser accommodations than you're used to. You might face some disregard. You might not be treated at times like you think you should be treated. See, this fellow was, he wanted in at the blessing, but he wanted out at the inconvenience. I'll follow you, Lord, anywhere, as long as it's not inconvenient. Don't disrupt my schedule. It seems that some people's schedule is so rigid that the Lord can't even break into it. <laughs> There's going to be inconvenience if we walk with God, but we have to follow. The second fella, he said to another, follow me, but he said, Lord, let me first. Let me first go and bury my father. Here's a fellow who wanted to follow. Jesus said, follow me, but he wanted to buy time. He wanted to follow the Lord, but not fully. If he wanted to stay home, he'd stay home, even if he was to be on the road. 
said, I'll tag along, I'll run along. If I lag behind, I'll try and catch up. This fella has still had a lot of me first in him instead of Jesus first. Whatever you say unto me, I will do. Another also said, Lord, I will follow you. But first, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Said, I, I'll follow you, but I, I can't leave my friends and my, my family behind. If it comes to a choice, I'll side with them against your call and your purpose and your spirit on my life. He couldn't leave his friends and his family behind. He couldn't get away from the pull, from the persuasion of past relationships and how he'd lived his life. And he didn't follow on properly. Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. This following of the Lord means that we set our direction and we set our life into the earth. We cut into the earth in such a way that our life brings forth fruit unto God. Galatians 5 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let's be followers of the Holy Spirit. Let's follow God. If we live in the Spirit, and we do, we are alive in Christ. Our old life is dead, buried in baptism. We've risen to new life in Christ. Our old life is over. If we live in the Holy Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And let us walk after the Holy Spirit. Worship ministry, come. And let's look at Romans 8, 1 to 4 and 14. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Holy Spirit. But according to the Holy Spirit. And then again, verse 14 of Romans 8, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Let's stand together tonight. Let's allow the Holy Spirit right now. I know he speaks to us all through the message, but let's make a fresh surrender tonight. Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow you. We end up in situations sometimes. We end up in conversations. We say things and we say, that was not the Holy Spirit. I didn't follow the Holy Spirit in that situation. And let's make a fresh commitment tonight and surrender in our hearts. Holy Spirit, I want you to go before me. I want to follow the leader. Jesus, 
you go before me and I'll follow you. Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and all through the week, I want to follow you all day long. No matter the situation, the job, the opportunity, the vocation, the education, wherever we are, following Jesus, following the Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. God bless you with the word tonight.